We've been sent some fan art. What? We've received fan art. Fan art? I haven't seen this. Yeah, I know you haven't seen it. It was sent to me. And um, f- for the record, people outside Australia may not know this, but in Australia, they like to shorten words down. They call fan art fart. Just okay, I've never that. heard that before either, but okay. <laughs> no, that one's a lie. Um, but here it is. We're going to send it to you now on Discord. This was sent in by a, a listener who's been okay. going through all our uh, episodes. And it's based on a couple of stories from episodes 68 and oh, 69. My God. <laughs> Okay, we have to we have we have to post that somewhere. Um, do you want to explain what it looks like? Uh, so it is the picture of me from our website, fuckbedeadpodcast.com.au, dot whatever the fuck it's called. It's just dot com. Yeah. Uh, and then behind it is Big Bird telling me he wants me to stay. And then I'm assuming it's Big Bird's penis that's being censored out. Yes, I feel like that's a penis that's being censored. Yeah. Um, and I have a little speech bubble saying "fuck me dead." <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Who did this? Uh, this is done by Gauzy. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> we should um we should just change that to our header on everything. To our header. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, we still need to update the uh, logo. Oh yeah. One day. One day One it's gonna day. happen. Anyway, we haven't actually introed. I know. So hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say fuck me dead. Oh, I'm CJ. Um, I'm Amanda. And I've only just started drinking my coffee, like after I did the intro. (laughs) Is that going to make it better or worse? We'll find out. (laughs) Now, you've already hyped up this episode to me because you said that you've got a cracker of a story. Yeah. I don't have, I I don't think any of mine live up to that. So I'm just going to put that out there right now. How's your last story? Because mine's very short, but it's pretty funny. You could probably go last. Okay. Does that mean I'm going first? It does mean you're going first. I feel like we've rushed into this. We have. Did you want to um, s- say anything beforehand? Uh, how are you? I lost five days' work. Thanks, Sydney. Thanks, Gladys Birkin. <sighs> yeah. Uh, apparently, they've only just locked down retail today. Yeah, they're um, only just, like, they're like locked down week four up there in Sydney. Yeah. And my mum only just was told that she now has to stay home from, like, she has to work from home. She doesn't get to go to the office anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I ge- like, why, why did you say it was a lockdown? I, R- I genuinely right? don't understand. It- it's not a lockdown. Pathetic. Um, Pathetic, yeah, Sydney. Yeah, so confusing to me. You got uh, fucked around and now you've affected the rest of the goddamn country. Mm-hmm. Go hard or go home. I mean, please stay at home. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand why they even bothered calling a lockdown if it wasn't actually a lockdown. Um, was that just to save face? People going, oh, they're not doing anything. Probably. They're like, okay, let's have a lockdown, but no one has to work from home and retail can stay open. Okay. So, I, I just, yeah, I loved when like Dan came out and he's like. That whole presser was, was so, so good. <laughs> I saw I saw a TikTok earlier today from like a girl who's in the Sydney lockdown and she's like, mm. God, I hope that like Melbourne's lockdown, the five days works. That in like it's only five days long, and at the end of it, we get out of it, and it can be like, "Fuck you, Sydney." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I also saw like a great meme of uh, you know that woman at the Tour de France who had the sign out and she knocked over all the fucking yeah, cyclists? yeah. I think I've seen that as well. Where it's like Gladys Berejiklian <laughs> holding up a "We don't need a hard lockdown," and then like the cyclists <laughs> falling over the wall of Australia. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't realize though she actually went and scoffed out there when someone said, 
Like I saw like a clip. I only seen that footage this morning because yeah. I haven't been watching the New South Wales press conferences why, because yeah, why well, would I? Does it not relevant actually, to me? No, it does affect me actually. So you know, it does. I um, but I, I hadn't been, and so I only just seen that footage this morning, and I was like, "What the hell?" Now I totally understand why um, you know Daddy Dan was taking a couple of jabs at her because <laughs> fucking should. What the fuck? I do like the way that he handles that kind of stuff though. Mm. He does it, like, in this really weirdly diplomatic way, but still, like, if it, there's an opportunity, he'll take it. Yeah, I saw someone else on TikTok um, <laughs> being like, what Dan Andrews really wants to say during the press conference yeah. and stuff. He was like, fucking suck my dick, butter, butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He did say something that kind of reminded me of, like, oh, the fuck was the dude's name? The guy who founded Singapore. Well, not really, but, like, the, the father of Singapore. Uh, okay. Oh, God, what's his name? Lee Kuan Yew. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was, like, because, like, Dan's, like, you know, he's, like, to my last breath, I'll do my best to fucking protect this state. And I just mm. remember, like, a quote from Lee Kuan Yew where he's, like, even on my deathbed, if you ask me to help Singapore, I'll get up and I'll do my job. Which is pretty much how it went down. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I definitely feel like um, the differences, I think, between uh, Sydney and Melbourne at the moment, which is probably going to be controversial to say, but whatever, here we are, is that, you know... Gladys just cares about businesses not being angry with her. Whereas yeah. Dan Andrews actually seems like he doesn't want people to die. Yeah, I also feel just the general public attitude is a bit different because in Melbourne, obviously, we had that fucking shit we went through last year. So we're all very much a case of like, yeah. Let's so, not like, go we don't want that, that to happen again. again. Yeah. Whereas, like, Sydney was pretty lucky for a long time. And, like, even the attitudes of, like, other members of my family, I just felt like they were being very flippant. And, like, not taking mm. it seriously. And, like, I can understand how they got there because they were l- lucky for so long. But now I feel like they're paying for that, cube, like, you know, like, now they're paying yeah. for it. Yeah, but I feel like they should have been able to see what happened to us and think, oh, maybe yeah. we should take this seriously. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, I, I, we're, we're both in, in, in lockdown five at this point. Yep. Um, Hopefully but- I can get government money again. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, so have you come up with a name for the headline? Are you, you're going to say no. I'm going to ask, this is going to be the segment intro now. It's me asking if you created a name and you mm-hmm. saying no. Yeah. The segment <laughs> with no name. Okay, first one. British woman banned from defecating and urinating in public. I thought this was already illegal, but that's the um, I have a really sad one. the headline. That I have been wanting to uh, share on this segment for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, terminally ill groom dies at altar as bride walks down the aisle. No. I read the story. I cried. I hate but that. like, what a headline! Fucking hell! It was really like it's kind of like <sighs> yeah, it's tragic and sweet and awful and. That was a. I know. A just to bum it out, bring it back up. <laughs> um, fart vacuum device claims to reduce the stench of flatulence. <laughs> Did I bring it back up? I, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I'm actually just reading these for the first time and ah. fucking hell. <laughs> Radio host criticizes fertility testing setup, lack of private spaces to collect semen samples. Huh. Where, where are they doing it? In the back alley? <laughs> Apparently. Man breaks into wrong home to clean, leaves townhouse spotless. Can you be mad at that? Um, why are you breaking into a house to clean? Like, if you're going there to clean, why can't you just... Get in. Like, why do you have to break in? They're the cleaning fairy. I, okay. <laughs> I just, I, I need context. Seagulls get drunk on flying ant day. On, on what? <laughs> flying ant flying day? Flying ant day. I'm like, is that because they're eating the flying ants and like, 
the effect they have on them is that they get drunk. I assume? I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. This is so blasphemous. Kraft unveils limited edition mac and cheese ice cream set to hit freezers this week. I have seen images of that. No. No, 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 no. That that seems like so many levels of wrong. <laughs> Could be good. You don't know. Oh, fuck. Woman let God take the wheel as a test of faith in high-speed Ohio crash. Yeah, yeah, how'd that work out for her? Um, well, there's crash in the title, so I think not well. Hmm. What the actual fuck? I did have another headline, but I can't find where I put it, and it's upsetting me because it was pretty funny. It wasn't tragic like that other one. I mean, yeah, that was uh, that was a bummer. Yeah. I mean, this is just this is just good journalism. Ethically sourced cocaine forcing posh Brits to pay out the nose. <laughs> it's definitely not a Daily Mail headline. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell employees set off fireworks inside restaurant, cause fire accident after accidentally locking themselves out. What? Huh. How'd they set them off if they were locked out? I was just thinking that. How? What? Oh. Oh, this is this is perfect for you. Hawaii is giving away 700 pesky goats to try and save a historic park. I'll take all of them. I knew. I knew you'd be interested in a free goat. Can I? 700 free goats. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where you're going to put your free goats, but... There's a yard here. Maybe <laughs> not, not for 700. <sighs> Maybe one. I'll become the goat herder of Melbourne. <laughs> I'll become an iconic institution within the city. The crazed man who herds his 700 goats across the city. Oh my god. Eating and weeding the sidewalks as they go. Guard your petunias. I'm coming. Oh my god. <laughs> That needs to be on a on a t-shirt. <laughs> Where would you merch? <laughs> Write that one down. Just me as a shepherd with a 700 goats? Yeah. Yeah. Guard your petunias. I'm coming. <laughs> that sounds really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've heard... Okay, wait. I'll, I'll say the headline first and then I'll follow up with what I was going to say. Football-sized goldfish take over the lake after decades of people dumping unwanted pet fish. Jesus. So I have heard, and I didn't know how true it was, I thought it might have been a bit of like an urban legend or a myth or something about how goldfish will just grow to the size of their tank. It's true. So that says to me that it is true if you have yeah. football-sized goldfish. Hey, goldfish uh, can be huge. What the fuck? I mean, you look at koi, they're a relative goldfish and they get big. I think there was like a book about it, about like a kid who like gets a fish and he keeps feeding it and it gets super, 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 super big. Mm. Can't remember what it's called now. Oh, Unopened Super Mario 64 game from 1996 sells for 1.56 million. I did hear about this. Crazy. I mean, how did you not open it all that time? Eh, they probably had another copy. <laughs> oh, th that, this is fucked. Bill Cosby to seek state payout for wrongful imprisonment. Oh, fuck off. You don't need any money as it is. I think the worst thing is that it's not because he's not guilty. Like, he was found guilty. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so fucked up. I, yeah. <laughs> I I should I, I should not read these before before I do it every time because fucking hell. Um Felicia, the diaper wearing ferret was sent into a particle accelerator for science. What? <laughs> Is it okay? I mean, I'm I I don't want to read it just in case they're not. Um, Is that how they make but... ferrets? They send in like a regular shaped animal and then they put it in the particle accelerator <laughs> and it stretches it out. Oh god, maybe that was why. Why are they they're using them? Because they're already stretched out? 
<laughs> comes out <laughs> shortened back down. Just comes out looking like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> like the the shelter that we volunteer for mm. has a Facebook group, um, and they recently shut down their cat lounge, and um, they were posting comments on a post that uh, were saying like all the stupid reasons that people were knocking on the door. Mm. And one of them was someone who didn't speak English very well needed help with a, a tiny cat. And it was a ferret. <laughs> Did they take it? Is there a ferret there? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. This, this woman like, I need help with this tiny cat. And then they show them a picture and it's a fucking ferret. <laughs> help them. Uh, I'll take it. All of these, all the ones this week are really... um. Really not cool. Um, like, not a good time. Um, oh, this one, this one. Uh, BA flight forced to land early because of smelly poo. Yeah. Did you imagine being the person responsible for that? I saw a Twitter <laughs> argument this week about someone who believed that the pilot of the plane, the captain, has the authority to literally throw people out of the plane mid-flight to their death. Surely not. They don't. They just misunderstood the reading, but they were, like, arguing, like, this was right. the truth kind of thing. And it's like, no, the rule is that the captain could land without a clearance for safety reasons. It's not that he could just literally kill someone. That he could just, like, open a fucking door <laughs> and open, throw someone out. Open the door mid-flight, which is incredibly dangerous, and he would get sucked out I was going to say, time. doesn't that, like, create a vacuum and it tries yes. to suck everything out? Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I'm like, what the fuck? You can't just, like, fucking open the door and kick someone out. Oh, this is a headline. How women can smell if a man is single. Oh. Um, I, I don't know that my nose is that good. Do I smell single to you? <laughs> I mean, I haven't sniffed you recently, I guess. Um, I don't know. This is a conversation. <laughs> Look, I think we'll leave the air. Oh, no, wait. One last, one last headline, because it's a, a beautiful one. In fossilized dinosaur poop, science find hidden treasure. Well, what, what is it? Uh, do you want me to find out? I can find I can. out. I actually found out. Um, did I tell you about the fossilized butthole prints they can find of dinosaurs where they've sat down in like the mud? No. Yeah, this guy I follow on TikTok for like science and evolution stuff showed off a fossil of like a dinosaur that like sat down in some mud, so it's like an imprint of its legs and its butthole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the the treasure is not a treasure as such. It's a 230 million year old previously undiscovered beetle species. Oh, I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but not really the treasure I thought it was going it's to like be. It's like how we found the skull of a unidentified species of Homo sapien recently. Mm. Homo. Yeah, I did see that as well. Hopefully it's going to be the Denisovans, but it could be something else. Okay, so I, I, we decided that I'm going first, right? We did, yes. And I feel like some of those headlines mentioned poop because I'm now going to talk about poop again. Oh, yeah, I have a poop story this week too. Is it going to be the same one? Is it going to happen? <laughs> Is it? I did predict it last week. <laughs> You may begin. <laughs> so we're, because I mean, basically, I just want to slag off ScoMo and Kyle Sanderland. So we're going to talk about the fact that the Prime Minister went on um, Kiss FM's breakfast show to to say that he didn't shit himself. Instead of talking about the vaccine rollout. <laughs> Instead of talking about anything important, anything relevant. No, no, no. So I guess if you don't know, because I mentioned this story to a few people and they didn't know about this, which I... What have you been doing with your life? Pathetic. One. Um, how did you not know that he shat himself at a Macca's? You, you going to explain the story Eng beyond that? Or? Yeah. So the story goes that in 1997? Yep, 97, after the Cronulla Sharks lost, which is a His favourite football team. 
team or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they lost the grand final in 1997. And apparently after that game, he went to Engadine McDonald's in Sydney South and shat himself. Yep. Right and in the pants. I feel, I feel like a lot of people love to bring that up. Um, and I, I do believe that it came from like a witness, like someone said that they seen this happen and that's where the, the story started. Scott Morrison hasn't ever addressed it before. No, but now. he has. Last April, he? he came out and mentioned it again. It's not even the first time he's come out and used this as a distraction tactic. I thought it was tactic. the first time. No. He denied it in April 2020, and he's back denying it again as like a distraction again. We're talking about the time he shat himself at Hang Macca's. on. Wait. So, April 2020, like, the pandemic was really just, like, kicking off here. Yep. And he was talking about how he didn't shit himself. Yep. In 1997. Yep. Fucking hell. And now we're in another pandemic and he's out using it again. I'm like, what is your PR team's strategy here? Just get you. Fuck, Scotty, you're a deep shit, mate. Go out and talk about the time you shat your shirts. He's like, oh, I didn't fucking do it. He's like, well, it doesn't matter. Just go talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, so basically the thing is, is that he's denying that it ever happened. I call bullshit. Mm. I think it absolutely fucking happened. Yeah, of course you're going to deny it. I, the other thing is, like, just don't address it. I, (laughs) look. Sometimes you get surprised. Yeah. I mean, I've never had it happen to me in a McDonald's, but sometimes things just happen. Um, but Scott Morrison had this to say about the incident, or lack thereof, I guess. Uh, he said, It is the biggest urban myth ever. It is complete and utter rubbish. I found the whole thing incredibly amusing. I always joke about it. It is absolute and total rubbish. I feel like that's a lie. Yeah. You failed at like the absolutely rest of your career. Why not start it by failing to contain your pants? I I do love that in this article that I found um, that was written about this conversation, um, the fact that this made news is so disappointing to me. Um, But Kyle Sanderlands, who is, I guess if you don't know who he is, if maybe you're not Australian or um, whatever, he's a fucking joke um, of a human being. Fucking shock jock twat. Oh, he's such and a I'm dickhead. positive he once cut me off in traffic, so extra fuck you. <laughs> yeah, because he's in Sydney, isn't he? He's in Sydney and he um, drives a very distinct vehicle. He's like he's like one of like <laughs> the either the only person in Sydney who has one or like one of two people, so <sighs> so I did find it interesting that in this article they did quote Kyle Sanderlands as basically saying that he's changed his mind about the Prime Minister, that he thinks that he's addressing everything well um let me just find the actual quote so he said that he he had watched the prime minister handle disaster after disaster and that he now well, feels safe career. with uh <laughs> scott morrison running the joint oh how much is murdoch paying you kyle yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm like, because, yeah, another quote that they had from Kyle Sanderlands was, um, I didn't vote for you, but now I regret it. And I'm like, Why? <laughs> also, what disaster is he handling? I haven't seen him handle a disaster directly at any point. Yeah. At all. Where is I he mean, right now? I haven't heard him say anything. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I, he came out this week and talked about shitting himself. But <laughs> Well, I think the only thing he did do this week was actually announce um, financial uh, support yeah. for people we, in we lockdown. We should also clarify that the day he came out and announced that he did not shit himself was the day that the two largest, most populous cities of the country went yes. into lockdown. Yes. He didn't speak about that. He didn't talk no, no, about no, the he, vaccine he didn't speak about that, no. He's fucked up. He just came out no, and said, no, no, no. Oh, I never shat my pants. In 1997. Isn't there a plaque inside that McDonald's now dedicated to the event? I have no idea I about that. <laughs> um, I hope that there is, because that's amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I do and love that like, the, the fact... She's like, toilet in the Ingerdine Maccas, and there's a plaque that says, congratulations, you made it further than ScoMo. <laughs> if it doesn't exist, please, Ingerdine McDonald's, do it. Mm. Just make it happen. Um, but yeah, no, I do love that the fact that, the, you know, let's not talk about anything that's important. Let's not talk about how we're all suffering because of a really shoddy vaccine rollout. No, 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 no. Please talk about the time that you apparently didn't shoot yourself at McDonald's, even though we all know you did. I also just want to put it out there that I, I you know what, I hope, I hope he listens to this. He won't. But I hope, I, I wish that he did, just so he knows that, like, I don't believe him at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll, we'll I, want, I want him to know that I think he well, shat Scott himself Morrison at McDonald's. Scott the list of people we hope listen to our podcast right up there with <laughs> Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just need him to know that you I know, there, don't there are three him. biggest listeners. <laughs> they get together and have a little listen party every week. <laughs> Um, yeah, the worst thing is I, I listened to some of the audio and, and Jackie was kind of making a joke about how the Prime Minister was actually coming on the radio to talk about the rumour instead of the... Because I think, I think he did mention the new payments that the government's going to give people who are out of work. Mm. But it wasn't the main event and this article, it's like a, a sentence. Yeah. You know what would have been better if he just came out and just admitted it? Honestly, I would, I, would, I would have like... <laughs> I was going to say, I would have, like, one tiny bit of respect for him if he just admit. Yeah. I think it would have actually done better for him in the polls if he came out and said, yep, I <laughs> shat myself at the Maccas. I, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah. <laughs> but I would also be like, God damn it, now people are going to vote for him because he shat himself and admitted it. But. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm going to change the tone up entirely. Okay. Uh, both my first bits of news that I'm adding this week are uh, bad, I guess. But I um, thought I'd start off with something a bit heavy this week. Uh, not something entirely unusual, which of course means we're talking about teenagers dying in speeding accidents. Great. Yeah, so this happened two weeks ago in Melbourne. I'd all be able to talk about like a pea plate fucking crashing his car or whatever, but this crash is like fucking hell. So an 18-year-old died and another was fighting for their life following a car crash. The article doesn't explicitly say that they were speeding, but I'm going to show you the image, and there is no fucking way that this car was not speeding, because it is literally split in half. Oh, God. Here's, here comes the photo now. What the actual fuck? So the front half of the car is wrapped around the telephone pole that they hit, or the streetlight the pole that they hit, and oh the back half God. of the car is like 10, 20 meters down the road. Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize that it was split in two. It literally split into two pieces. I'm assuming they didn't survive that. One died. A second one, the dri- so the, a passenger died. The driver is suffering life-threatening injuries at hospital, was the last update I could find on it. And somehow, miraculously, there was a third person in the vehicle who escaped with only minor injuries. How? I have no fucking idea, but God, are they lucky. Yeah, definitely um, time to buy a lotto ticket, because fucking hell. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to think of how to describe the photo that I'm looking at, and I don't know how. Um, because it's just, like, a lot of metal in two different places. and Yeah. So the like the the Fuck. car has somehow hit this street polite sideways. Don't know how that happened mm. either. And like the whiplash of the car bending around the street light has forced the arse end of the car to snap off and keep flying down the road. I think that's where I was confused because I didn't even notice that the end of the car was nowhere near it. Yeah. Because I was too busy looking at how far into the car the pole is. Yeah, the front half of the car is like in a U shape basically. Yeah. It's we'll post, fucked. We'll post the image. Like, it's not... You're not going to see any blood. There's no bodies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just a mangled bit of metal. 
yeah, I just, I couldn't believe it when I saw the image. I'm like, this is a, because I think it came up, you know, like on Twitter recommends like stories for you and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, it comes through a lot on ours, Twitter for Fuck Me Dead. We get a lot, like I find a lot of stories through that actually get recommended, and it's one of them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, whatever car crashes when to clear the notification. Then I saw the picture. I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, Jeez, yeah, that looks really really bad. It took place here in Melbourne about start of this month, a couple of weeks back. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't speed. It's not worth it. I'm just like, how fast would they have been going to even? Yeah, and they must like... have like lost control because they've hit that pole sideways. Yeah, yeah. So. Fuck. It, it's a bad it's a bad photo. Yeah. It's a bad photo. Cars are so dangerous. You drive a bike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Says the person. Granted, who on a bike, have your, a car the license. biggest threat to you is the cars, but uh. Well, yeah, that that is also fair. I mean I mean look, I I, I know the risks in uh riding a bike. Mm. I've come off before, it is not pleasant, but I don't know, like Okay, so if you get into a crash on a bike, I guess you're more likely to be seriously injured or die. But, I mean, it's so easy to die in a car as well that, I don't know. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, fuck that. What am I, so bad. Sorry, I need to stop looking at it. One of my flatmates here, he um, he used to ride a bike back in India. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, one of his friends died in a motorcycle accident. And then after he moved to mm. Australia six months later, his parents sold the bike. <laughs> they were like, no, nope, you're not riding this anymore. <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, it, like, obviously it's dangerous. I still choose to do it for someone who's... I've got to be honest, part of me is like, when I... Because I'm intending to not buy another car in my life and get rid of this one, but like, maybe I'd get a bike. It's just like an alternative. Because like, sometimes, you know, you yeah. need to go somewhere quickly. It's cheaper to run and maintain and pay for. And it's like, I don't know, I really like the look of old style motorcycles. Like, I, I would love a Bonneville Triumph. Something along those lines. Um, Aren't they expensive? <laughs> They're expensive as far as bike go. Yeah, I think like $14,000. But compared to a car, I'm like, that's so much cheaper. Um, <laughs> I mean, that is true. And like, I can, I don't have to go straight for that. I could get a bike that looks like that style, but something cheaper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I should also mention that every time in my life I have ever ridden a motorcycle, I have come off with less skin than I got on with. So maybe I shouldn't yeah, get a bike. Um, However, yeah, progressively, each injury is less bad. First one where I went over the handlebars and ended up like separated from the bike that was the worst one my god and then each time after that it's like just lose a bit of skin here accidentally pinch myself there maybe drop the bike or you can do what i did and get thrown off and uh ground's hard gonna tell you ground hurt it's um it's not pleasant i i I don't forget how sore i was the day after because it felt like i had done the world's heaviest weight session the day before hmm um, like every muscle in my body, like was sore. Yeah, well, um, I, and I assume that's because you're tense. Yeah, I yeah, you would you'd go rigid, wouldn't you? I mean, I'm trying to think about because like when I came off the bike and I went over the handlebars and everything, I'm like, I was eight and I was driving like a small motorbike around a horse paddock. You're so eight. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, like, I'm just trying to remember. I remember suddenly being on my back. <laughs> well, I mean, also it depends on how quick it is, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think but, it was too yeah, no, bad because what happened was like the pl- thing I was riding on was like also a horse racing track. So there's like a lot of horse hoof prints in it. Mm. And I think I stupidly slowed down, which caused the tire. Oh, well, I mean, if you're going slower, then yeah. you probably didn't hit the ground quite as hard. There was also grass that had been right. like, mulled over by horses. So, you know, mm. as far as like. Yeah, no, I, I, hit, I, had a, I hit a curb. Um, yeah. Like a, what's the word I'm looking for? And then you hit concrete and you probably yeah, were going no, a lot concrete. faster than I was. Oh, look, I wasn't going that fast. I reckon I was doing about 30. It's probably faster than what I was doing. I would have been maybe around. Because I was taking a corner, so I'd slowed down, like, significantly. But, um, yeah, I still... 
still hit yeah, I, my hip hit the the curb mm. I, yeah the bruises were amazing honestly some of the worst bruises i ever got in my life were from falling off a swing <laughs> i don't Random. know how i did it but like i got like two bruises up my arms like this like the length of my um biceps and they took ages to heal don't even know how i did it i remember the incident don't know how i did it i think i was like 11 as well <laughs> i was just thinking about those bruises from that time you dropped a fridge on me oh my god Okay, we should probably uh, continue on. Really getting sidetracked here. Okay, so actually, um, so one of the headlines that I read out last week in the beginning segment, I guess, was talking about a man who set fire to his house by cooking uh, a steak and toaster. Yes. So I actually looked at that story and it turns out it happened in New Zealand. Oh, good God. So I'm going to tell you some details about it now. That's just not choice, Um, bro. And... They're wild. Um, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this person, but... Hey, look, we have a very high rate of mental illness in New Zealand, okay? So maybe cut on some slack. (laughs) I don't know if this has anything to do with that, but sure. Okay. As stated last week, uh, a a man decided that he was going to cook his steak in a toaster and that sparked a fire which destroyed his house. And the part that he was upset by is that he didn't feel like he'd gotten enough money from his insurance policy. Mm. So... Here's the piece of information that we were missing. Yep. And that's how did it set fire? Like how how did it get to a point where it could destroy the house? I'm assuming like I would think you would notice some fat fell down and caught fire and then No, it's way fucking stupider oh. than that. The man, he had decided that he really wanted steak and chips for dinner. Okay. I don't know why he chose a toaster over a frying pan. Yeah. So what he did is he put the steak in the toaster and then he left his house. Um why? Yeah, right. Um, so he decided that while it was toasting away, that he was going to go to his local fish and chip shop to get chips. Okay. To have with his steak that he'd put in the toaster. Yeah. Why would you put something in the toaster and then leave your house? I mean, it's also steak. It doesn't take that long to cook. <sighs> How old is this gentleman? It doesn't say. It gives no details about the person. It just says, a man. I can, I can assume why. Mm. <laughs> This is fucking dumb. Um, I don't think that I would ever put something on to cook and then leave the house. Unless it was like a slow cooker or something. Cause it, Unless it was yeah. like a slow cooker or maybe if you're doing like a roast that was going to take a couple of hours. Where in, That's a bit where different. in New Zealand did this take place? Doesn't say either. God damn it. Probably to protect their identity, I would assume. I'm mad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, so like, the fu- fucking co- it's a steak. Why are you putting it in the fucking toaster? Oh, Yeah, my I don't know why you would put it in the fucking God. toaster to begin with. I just Googled steak and toaster thinking this would be the only fucking story that would come up. And no, there's a chef on YouTube showing you how to cook a steak in a toaster. Okay, well, that's just irresponsible because we now know what don't can do happen. This. I mean, look, I actually think that it probably would have been fine to put the steak in the toaster. I mean, I think it's a dumb way to cook it, but I think it probably would have been fine. Because even if, like, it did start smoking or whatever, if you were there, you could just stop it. But the fact that this guy left his house... What the fuck? (laughs) So, the fire severely damaged the home, and apparently he shares it with his partner. I question why his partner didn't say, hey, maybe don't put it in the toaster, but whatever. Mm. And his main complaint is that their insurance company only paid $418,000 for the damage. Which I'm like, I really feel like you're lucky to get that because you're at fault here. I mean, how much was like, the house this, this wasn't some freak accident or anything like that. Like, you did this. Yeah, like, I, I was surprised you even got an insurance payout that when you read the headline. Same. But like, ugh. And so apparently that $418,000 is the maximum that they could get 
with their policy. Yeah. Um, but the couple felt that it wasn't sufficient to fix the house, um, and they're saying that the insurer should pay them at least another 200000 Fucking hell. Like, I know life's exper- expensive in New Zealand at the moment, but Jesus. I don't know. I'm like, I didn't realise that insurance covered dumb shit you do. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I, I would have thought I'm, they'd be like, I didn't oh, know I'm sorry. That. Yeah, I kind of felt like, oh, if you're at fault, then you don't fucking get anything. Or maybe, like, a minimal amount. Yeah. I, I thought it was always um, good that you get nothing that was either like, oh, that was your own fault or act of God, so you're not covered. And yeah. And it was all a scam. Um, but- and it, apparently, they the um, insurer changed the policy, like, recently, just before the, the, the stake in the toaster incident. And they're trying to claim that they didn't notify them sufficiently of the change. And that's why they should get extra money. Yeah, I mean, there might be something. And I'm like, I've, I, I don't know. I, I would think that the insurance company would tell them. Yeah, they probably did, but there would have been like a very small, discreet message or stuff. I remember like when policy changes happened at one of the places I worked in, and you know, oh, we sent you a message, and like, yeah, we did, but like it was like very shittily communicated, so people don't call. And also, I, I would assume that like most people get something for their insurer, and they go, oh, whatever, and don't really read it. So yeah, I just one. Can't believe that someone decided to cook a fucking steak in a toaster. Two, that it was in New Zealand. Apparently it's the thing. Three, that you would get a good insurance payout for that. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know if this is going to be a popular opinion, but I'm like, at some point, don't you have to take some responsibility for the dumb mistake that you made? Yeah. What, you just expect your insurance company to pay every single dollar for this really stupid thing you did? I, I don't know. The fact that you got 418000 I think that's pretty fucking good, to be honest. <laughs> Anyway, as soon as I seen that that was in New Zealand, I was like, hell yeah, we've got to actually talk about it now. <laughs> All right, you get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, meat and potatoes. Yeah, my, uh, my my story that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, this is this is crazy. I, I wasn't sure if we'd ever done it before, but you didn't seem to recognize it. So listeners, if you realize that we have done this story before, please let me know. But I don't know why I think we have. I don't know. I just think it's too wild for us to have not covered before, but... Let's get into it. So on February 22nd, 2015, Balenga Kalala was leaving the funeral of his late wife when he received the shock of his life. Standing outside the funeral was Noella Rakundo. He exclaimed, is it my eyes? Is it a ghost? To which she replied, surprise, I'm still alive. Noella was his wife. What? The wife he just left the funeral of. What? (laughs) The pair had been married for 10 years. And they met a year before that through their social worker at the resettlement agency. So Belinga was a refugee from the Congo, and Noella had recently arrived from okay. Burundi. Um, together, they had three kids on top of Noella's previous five. And over the years of their marriage, Noella came to know that Belinga was a bit of a violent man. I have a quoting that, but I didn't believe he can kill me. So prior to her funeral, Noella had traveled with her husband from Melbourne back to Burundi to attend the funeral of her stepmother. Now, as a funeral is likely to do, you know, left Noella a bit sad and depressed, so she goes home to the hotel room alone that night to, like, you know, just be by herself, mm-hmm. get over it, kind of, like, contemplate things. Eventually, she gets a call from her husband, and he says to her, oh, you should go outside and get some fresh air. And so she's like, okay, fair enough. Upon stepping outside, a man approaches her, puts a gun to her head, and says, don't scream. If you start screaming, I will shoot you. Yeah, they're going to catch me, but you, you will already be dead. She's then blindfolded, and they put her into a car, and she's driven around for like over half an hour before she's taken into a building and tied into a chair. Still blindfolded, one of her attackers asked her, You woman, what did you do to this man to pay us to kill you? And she's got no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And she's, they say to her, your husband told us, well, she basically said, she's told that her husband has paid them to kill her. 
So these are hitmen. She says, you're right, lying. Okay. And they're like, you're an idiot. She then hears one of them dial a phone. And then over the phone, she can hear her husband, Bellinger's voice. And he's saying, kill her. Like, kill her now. <gasps> oh, my God. At this moment, she faints. Understandable. Very high stress situation. Yeah. Cool. Now, I'm assuming much to her shock and surprise, she eventually wakes up. Still in the building. Still tied to the chair with these men who have kidnapped her. And the men quickly explain to her that they're not going to kill her. They're hitmen but they have standards and they do not kill women or children. <laughs> what? Right? <laughs> However, they are going to keep the money that her husband paid them. And they'd already said to the husband that she was dead and they'd killed her. A couple of days go by. Okay, so they're like giving her the opportunity to like fuck off and start again without him. Pretty much. So they take the money, but they keep her for a few more days and eventually they set her free on the side of the road and they give her a cell phone, recordings of their phone calls with her husband. Oh my have God. a receipt for the 7000 Australian dollars he allegedly paid them to kill her, to take to the police. Um, do we find out why he wanted to kill we her? We do. Okay. <laughs> so, Cody, Noella, they said to her, we just want you to go back and tell all the other stupid women like you what happened. That was the last thing these kidnappers said to her before they drove away and left her on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, okay, it's all her fault. <laughs> right, okay, 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 cool, right. I'm just Whatever. like, I don't know how to feel about these hitmen. <laughs> Like, they, ha- they-, they have some standards, but they're still willing to call you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. All right. So now it's so for Noelle to plot her revenge. Via a Kenyan and a Belgian embassy, along with her church pastor back in Melbourne, she is able to get back mm. into Australia without Belenga or anyone else being alerted to the situation. Okay. Belenga's already returned to Australia and informed the local community that she died in a tragic accident and has arranged her funeral. This funeral, by the way, takes place only five days after he's told the hitman to kill her over the phone back in Burundi. It's like, right, this all okay. happens within a week. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, Belenga eventually pleads guilty after initially denying the events, and he said the reason for the hit was because he feared that Noella was going to leave him for another man. This is a claim that Noella so? denies, but honestly, like, she should have. I assume she has by now. Uh, and for this crime, he received nine years in prison. Is that it? That's it. That's what you get. Nine years in prison for uh, paying some guys in Africa to kill your wife. <sighs> okay. Now, unfortunately, this isn't quite the end for the, of the ordeal for Noella. Um, some members of the Congolese community, because her husband's from the Congo, uh, here in Melbourne were upset at her for reporting him to the police. And she's, um, I, I know, me? right? Like, what? So she starts receiving threats and messages, and one day she came home to find her back door had been broken in. Uh, on top of that, she's now raising eight children alone while trying to find a new place to live. <laughs> Fucking hell. I couldn't find any recent information on her, because this is a six-year-old story now, but there's no, like, I couldn't find out where she is now, kind of think of what's going on, which might be part of mm. the idea, because obviously she's got people trying to find her still. Right, Yeah. <laughs> And she did say to the BBC when uh, interviewed by them that at night she still hears the voices of her husband and her kidnappers during those moments. However, she also said uh, this on the matter, and I quote, I will stand up like a strong woman. My situation, my past life, that is gone. I'm starting a new life now. And that is the story of Noella Rocundo, who turned up at her own funeral to surprise her husband. That must have been so fucking satisfying, though. Yeah, apparently she was, like, sitting in the car outside the funeral waiting for it to end. And then when he stepped out (laughs) the doors, he gets out, like, she got out of the car and, like, just called the police. But it's like, surprise, I'm alive. Oh, my God. I can see it now. (laughs) Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, honestly, she is such a bad bitch for doing that. Like, (laughs) good for her. Right? I know what she looks like, so like whenever I'm in Melbourne now, I'm just like whenever I'm out about, I'm just like keep my eyes peeled. I'm like Noella, Noella, Noella. I'm not gonna go up to every <laughs> African woman I see and be like, "Are you Noella Rakundo?" But you know, if I ever get the chance to meet her, I'm gonna be like, "Hell yeah!" 
Oh, God. That is wild. Right. <laughs> and I know I cheated because most of the stories are places. That. Yeah, but fuck it, she lives here. It counts. <laughs> well, the I mean, she, came, she came back here. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll allow it. Yeah. That is crazy. Right? How is that not a movie or something? I know. How? How? Okay, look, someone pick that up for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. It reminds me of, um, oh, what's her name? It's Susan something. I can't remember her last name, but the the woman who killed the hitman that her husband hired oh. to kill her. Yeah, like, she's a bad bitch. <laughs> and, like, it's weird with that one because, again, I guess, like, this is kind of that thing where a lot of people are like, oh, well, she shouldn't have killed him. And I'm like, if it's you or, or like, yeah, them, yeah, she's probably, which one are you going to fucking pick? Yeah, like, like, yeah, look, yeah, she probably shouldn't have killed him, but also, like, it's self-defense. And in that moment, then, like, you know, of course you're going to do it. Some later reading for you because um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a crazy story. Oh, I love it. She's not even, like, she's just, like, some older middle-aged woman, not yeah. even in shape. She's, yeah. like, fucking killed him there. I mean, the will to live, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like that shit when, like, babies see their parent in trouble and all of a sudden the baby can lift a car and shit. And it's like, what? There's also that other one. Uh, I can't remember the specifics about it, but it was in Australia. I remember there was a case file episode on it um, where a man tried to hire a hitman on the dark web to kill his wife. I'm like, does this happen a lot? Like, It must do. Is, is, is it more common than I realize? Because I, f- I feel like that's not a thing, but maybe it is. Probably. Is. I, don't I just know. don't want to tell you about it so people don't get ideas about doing it. Now we've just done that. Yep. Don't do that. Don't. Fun fact, most hitmen are just randoms that get hired and paid a very little amount and they're often always caught. Mm. So there's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there must be like a like professional career hitman out there somewhere, right? But Oh, I'm sure that there is, but they probably don't work for average Joe who wants to kill his wife. Yeah. I would say that they're working for, like, CIA. You know, mobsters and stuff. Or that. <laughs> or that. that. that That's very true. Um, so my last story. I Look, there's not much of a story here, but I picked it anyway because I don't know if there's anything more Australian than the photo that I'm going to show okay. you. Yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> oh, that poor, so the photo that that poor little shot is so small. <laughs> So the photo that I just sent is literally of a crocodile eating a shark. And, like, the shark is in the air. The crocodile's, like, lifting it up. Oh, oh there's action shots, but I don't think you want to see yeah, them. Send them to me. Oh, poor little shark. I know. <laughs> Cute little bull shark. He'll grow up to be evil, though. I mean, he would, but at this point, he's just a baby. Is this Darwin or... Yeah, what, 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 what's your prediction for where this is? Um, given that it's a big saltwater crocodile, I'm going to say either Darwin or Cairns around about. North Queensland. Yeah, so Cairns, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so this was a, these were photos taken by a research scientist um, named Mark, and he was photographing um, crocodiles, and that just suddenly happened in front of him, <laughs> which I feel like is alarming to just suddenly see. A crocodile throwing a fucking shark in the air, but it's Australia, so maybe it's I mean, not. I'm sure sharks sometimes get the saltwater crocodiles in revenge. I don't even know how a shark would eat a crocodile, to be honest with you. The same way they eat anything, little bites at a time? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So that specific crocodile is a Nile crocodile. What? Yeah, so I didn't realize that that Nile was the thing. Why the here in Australia? Um, Who introduced them? I, I don't know. I don't know. So, um... Apparently, Nile crocodiles have the most powerful bite of any animal. Huh. The bite force, I don't think that that's the right term, but I, I'm not mm. a scientist. Um, so, like, the power behind their bite, I guess, is eight times greater than that of a full-grown great white. Jesus. So, 
I feel like he could munch down on that little bull shack pretty easily, to be honest. Because, like, saltwaters are the biggest, so I just automatically assumed that they had, like, the biggest bite. No, apparently not. Well, according to this article, apparently not. This is odd, though. Like, this actually isn't a normal Australian occurrence. Mm. We can probably blame climate change in some way for this, because excessive rainfall is responsible for them to ever meeting. Right. Um, So they're rarely, like, crocodiles are rarely spotted in the place where this was photographed. Ah, okay. So there's, like, further south than it should be kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the crocodile was definitely the winner. Mm. (laughs) But, yeah, I saw that photo and I was just like, fucking Australia, man. Why the fuck is there a Nile crocodile in Australia, though? I did mean to look that up. I didn't. Let's do it right now. (laughs) Because we were going to record on Thursday and then I probably forgot about it. Mm. Okay, so they actually are native to Africa. Well, yeah, that's where they get their name. The Nile crocodiles in the Nile River. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. I was like, I was wondering if it was just some weird thing where we had named it something weird here, but no. God, they live like to 50. Yeah, crocodiles live a long time. Fucking hell. Anyway, my final story is also a little bit of a wacky one about an animal in Australia. Mm-hmm. Talking like, Australia has its own Snoop Dogg. <laughs> what? Australia has got its own real Snoop Dogg. I'm assuming this is an actual it's dog. An actual dog. <laughs> Adelaide dog tests positive for methamphetamines and cannabis. <laughs> what? So this woman was out walking her dog through Anzi Hill, which is like a little forestry park area in Adelaide. Uh, and they often go walking there and her dog likes to eat kangaroo poop because it's a dog. And dogs like to eat shit for some reason. I wouldn't have thought that kangaroo poop would be attractive to Apparently a dog. it is. I mean, they like eating cat poop, so why not kangaroo poop? Yeah, but that totally makes sense because a cat's diet is purely protein, so it is literally a little protein nugget. Mm, maybe, maybe. Um, whereas a kangaroo, I'm assuming no. <laughs> anyway, so walking through the park, the dog starts eating shit as he normally does. And then she, she looks at her, she's like, oh my God, what the fuck? That is human feces. <gasps> no. And she's like, no, stop. Don't do it. It's disgusting. <laughs> Oh my god, no. A little while later, her dog starts acting a bit strange. And she's like, what the fuck? And so she rushes him to the vet. And the vet's like, oh, I've seen this sort of thing before. Hang on, wait. How (laughs) often does this happen in this fucking neighborhood? (laughs) He's like reacting like he's on, like, cannabis or meth. And so they test it. And yes, the human feces contained methamphetamines and cannabis that passed through a person who had taken them. Into oh their shit, my god. And then her dog eats it, and the dog got high from eating the shit. <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> you know, I feel stupid because there's a part of me that's like, oh, I didn't realize that it would go into your shit. Yeah. But of course it fucking would. How else is it exiting your body? Yep. Anyway. <laughs> No, I. you know what? That part is not disturbing to me. And look, you know, a dog eating some random shit, not disturbing to me. It's more the fact that the vet had seen it before. Well, the vet recognised that the dog was, like, suffering the effects of cannabis or something. Yeah, like... How often is this person who's, like, regu- <laughs> obviously regularly taking meth and smoking weed... Shitting then in the woods. ...then goes and shits in public <laughs> and dogs are eating it? Well, I assume we're probably like stoners who have pets, probably their dogs and shit end up ingesting it and getting contact highs all the time, so. Well, I mean, essentially your house is like a hot box, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, sure, I'm sure that they get like some mild uh, effects from yeah. breathing in so, your uh, smoke, I, basically. I was sent that story by a, a listener over Twitter, and they sent it to me via a TikTok they saw, 
Uh, Fucking hell. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and then I found an ABC I found an ABC radio interview with the woman as well. It was pretty funny. So that'll all be linked to the thing. <laughs> yeah, but like what happened? Like how did it start acting? Uh, I can't remember exactly because I didn't bother writing any notes for the story because it was so short and I just remembered it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was like just being a bit strange, like like wobbly, I think. Um, the dog's fine, by the way. I, I can't hope so. It the dog is very much alive and okay. It's not a drug addict. <laughs> That wasn't really where my first thought went. <laughs> Is the dog now a drug yeah. addict? <laughs> uh, fuck. Fucking hell. Okay. You had some real corkers this yeah, week. I'm gonna, uh, I'll send you the TikTok so you can watch it. It's pretty funny. Okay. I'll, um, I'll watch that after. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> the TikTok is titled, South Australia has its very own Snoop Dogg. Oh, I've seen this guy before. <laughs> I guess, like, I'm not sure if it's funny or not. I think it's funny, because the dog's fine. If the dog died, it wouldn't be funny, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, the dog's cute. Yeah, it's a cute dog. <laughs> the end was perfect. Yep. Smoke dog! <laughs> He's like, Jess Rose, fine, he just Blazed. got blazed. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, he's the guy oh, who did fuck. that, uh, the story on the Autobahn. Autobahn. Remember the what I was at your place the other day? We watched the TikTok. They got like that weird train track for buses in Adelaide. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Same He's guy. been showing up on my feed though as well. I've I've seen him a few times. Is he? Uh, is he Adelaide's answer to um, Julian O'Shea? Maybe. He's but I, I don't know. Content. I feel like the style, the vibe is very different. <laughs> well, actually, the last <laughs> Julian O'Shea video I saw was him in Adelaide. So. Oh really? Yeah, he's, okay. he's in Adelaide. I don't know why. He's talking about some stupid solar powered bench they have. <laughs> Oh, um, since we're pretty much finished with the podcast episode, yes. um, I'm going to recommend listening to, uh, I think it's the most recent episode of Boonta Vista, because Tom Cardi's on it, and he's hilarious. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Tom Cardi oh, is? Oh, is that singing guy? Right. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty funny. It's like, honestly, my favorite thing on TikTok right now. That's actually a weird statement to make, but... Yeah. It's very okay. funny. TikTok's good. I just... It just makes me jealous. How are people so witty? <laughs> honestly. How? And talented. Yeah, he plays like all those instruments. I'm like, when did you have time to learn this? Yeah. And then like playing them all and putting them together in a way that sounds cohesive. Like, and it's catchy. I know that this is a thing that people do every day, but it's still baffling to yeah. me. All I know is um, pour beer and make podcasts. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't need any talent to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, well, I mean, come on, honestly, all we need to, is just some some news articles and the ability to talk to each other for an hour. Oh, yeah, it was very easy. <laughs> Which I feel like this is something that we would have done without podcast. Mm. So, you know. If only I didn't have to edit it. It'd be perfect. Oh, <laughs> no, no. If only I didn't have to edit it and we some for some reason had like millions of listeners, so it was our day job. Mind you, if we had that many listeners, I could probably just pay someone to edit it for us. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's probably not going to happen no. at this point, but... I'm okay with that. Um, also, I'm sorry. I, I can't ever do a good podcast take that requires minimal editing. I just can't do it. I make too many stupid noises. <laughs> I was actually talking to someone, you know, who, um, you know how we're talking about that stupid noise I make yep. all the time? <laughs> someone I know listened to that and then they noticed that I do it. So. Yeah, I didn't notice you doing Excellent. it in real life until I started editing and now I might, I yeah, might I hear know. it sometimes. I didn't notice that I did it hmm. until the podcast. <laughs> I just yeah, did it did. then. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew why or what, like, 
why does it happen? How do I stop from doing it? I can't stop it. I, I don't know. Mm. If you have a solution, you can email us at fmdeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fmdeadpodcast. Also on our website, fmdeadpodcast.com. Subscribe if you can, leave a review. We'd love to have it. Come back, tell your friends, like and share. Fucking smack the bell. School's back in summer. And as always, you can donate to the show if you so desire at coffee.com forward slash fmdeadpodcast. So professional. Mm. More professional than anything I could say. You could practice. Nah, sorry. Right. I think I think a lot of it <laughs> came from like doing air traffic control stuff, where it's like for distribution, all stations hazard alert: ice reported at flight level two five zero through flight level one seven zero within a two five nautical mile radius of Unadada. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been good at that stuff. You know how there are like people at school that could just like speak really well. Oh, I stuck to public speaking. Um, I just I can't do yeah. that. Yeah, just not, just not good at it. It's not my strength, but that's okay. I was like, I had a job interview yesterday. Mm. And I'm like, how how do these people how how did how does anyone in any job interview I've ever had think that I'm capable of doing anything? Yeah, I'm very bad at talking about myself. But then like <laughs> I know someone who can literally I swear they could talk themselves into any job in the world. That that's that's a talent. Yeah. That really yeah. is. I just don't have the um you know the sales gene. Mm. I couldn't sell anyone anything. I couldn't talk anyone into anything. Ever. I don't really know what this is. I'm literally sitting in a chair you made me buy. <laughs> make you buy it i just said it was good mm-hmm. <laughs> i kind of forgot about that zq racing should uh give me a cut of that sale <laughs> i think that's it <laughs> yeah i think that's it. i i, the time I don't know why still speaking, to be let's blaze out blaze it all right <laughs> bye until next time ta-ta and farewell what the fuck was that